to all you beautiful people out there. And uh, thanks for joining us again for another week on the Hope I Did It Again podcast with your beautiful friends, Rachel and Tanya. Mm-hmm. So we are back for another week. Um, and this time we're actually finally going to dive into some topics that I think um, our friends have at least said that they're really interested in talking about. And I know I bitch about constantly with Rachel and all of my friends. Um, so we are starting off strong and we're going to be talking about dating apps, something that, apps. yeah, all the apps um, that we use to try to find, <laughs> I'm going to say the word mate because that just Ugh. feels, I hate exactly, it feels mate. terrible. <laughs> it feels awful. That's to the say right, it's the right mindset. It is. It's the it. right mindset of talking yeah. about these things that are the bane of all, I would say all people's yeah. existence. They're not fun, but apparently somehow we have, this is how we have decided we want to meet people now in 2022. And I, I still don't I quite understand it, but I say early and often, it's not how I want to meet people. <laughs> I would, I definitely would rather meet in person, but I feel like that's also fraught. Um, also yeah. fraught. And actually I think we'll get into this, but I've just been thinking about the creepiest things that could happen to you in person, how that is just in many ways, sort of exacerbated in these apps. And yeah. Yeah. But I think what's hard is about what the thing I struggle with dating apps is that I say how much I hate them and they suck. And like, I very rarely have met people that I really feel a connection with. But then when I talk to, or think about the majority of my friends have met their partners on dating apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you and more, I have definitely talked about this. Yeah. Like everyone I know. I know. Yeah. I know more people who have <laughs> met their partner on dating apps than people who have met their partner as a meet cute IRL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of all. And, but actually, so my, both of my siblings were married last fall and they met their partners organically. <laughs> and they are two of the only people I can think of now off the top of my head, in our generation at least, where that happened. Like to be introduced through friends, to have been in a class together. Yeah. Every I mean, of my close friends, everyone else. Yeah. Has. Now that you say that, my two siblings that are married actually met. Yeah. Also, this like in like yeah. one of them is a high, or high school sweethearts. The other met at a bar. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I don't think I can meet, think of a, a good friend that has not met. Well, no, I guess maybe a couple. But even then, like the vast majority of my friends have met their partners on dating apps, and. Yeah. So there's a level of like, clearly they work, right? Like clearly dating apps work for the purpose because these are people too that have been in like long-term relationships, not just booty calls, not just hookups, nothing like that. Like long-term, some of them are married. Some of them are about to be married. Mm -hmm. Like clearly dating apps work, but then why do they suck so much? Like they Mm -hmm. feel so soul sucking to, I think most people like, very few people I feel like actually enjoyed their time on dating yeah. apps they're now in relationships but like yeah I don't feel like you hear someone or who like enjoys spending like the process of it right like no one no, no one likes that right no. it I mean not and no one obviously we don't want to generalize hashtag not True. all men but True. most people like it's such a I don't know it's it just is so shallow. Like the older I get, the more shallow it feels to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like, as much as I value and think that physical attraction is very important to a relationship, if you are somebody who um, is sexually active and looking for a sexual relationship on some level, like, but like to base it pretty much solely on pictures and then like terrible bios for the most part, which we will definitely talk about it's just it's so shallow to me and that's really where I've always struggled with it I think mm-hmm. so I guess like let's let's talk about maybe a little bit of like when we make that decision to really use dating apps because like Rachel you I'm someone who's used dating apps quite a bit you mm-hmm. have used them very little as you have mentioned yeah. you do not want to meet somebody on them so maybe let's talk about like I can share why I have used them in the past, but maybe let's start with like, what are you, what is the holding you back from really diving in to, to using the various dating apps that exist um, nowadays? Yeah, I think I've been thinking about this. I feel like I'm an alien and you like, you know, the joke of like, if an alien came to earth, like, how do you explain what's happening here? I feel like I'm an alien to like a, the dating app planet and it, yeah, I definitely... It, I think it is like the shallowness of it. So I think it's just like some own insecurities on my part of like, this the thought of making these like rash judgments. And because I am equally stimulated by like words and speaking. So the thought of having to like, look at a profile, minimal explanation and just judge strictly on a picture isn't how I want to be judged. So I think to turn around and judge someone else based on that just feels off to me. And I'm also always nervous about the distance between your online profile versus what shows up in person, both mm. like who I would meet, but also what I, how I would look different to them. Like that is anxiety causing to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I'm just holding out, though I'm not, I'm also not doing anything like super proactive to meet someone in person, just hoping <laughs> through, the, <laughs> through the laws of the universe that, that maybe, maybe it'll happen. I mean, I can, I'm not, I don't think I'm diametrically opposed to anything permanently. Like I could, in fact, through this, through talking about these, I could sort of see that peaking my interest enough to Bumble is always on my phone. I do have a Bumble profile. I have not opened that app in literal years, but from what I've heard, your soulmate could be waiting for you. Could be on Bumble. Bumble. It could be my first match on Bumble. Yeah, and Uh, he's just been waiting there. Yeah, just forever. (laughs) Forever. I I am positive I downloaded Tinder my senior year of college. Like that, then that would have been 2013, 2014. I, yeah, I'm positive. I remember like I had to have been right around that time because I feel like that's what people, a lot of people were talking about. And then I, when I moved home, like I, cause I moved home after college as you do when you study history mm-hmm. and women's studies, <laughs> um, making a joke about myself. Cause I can, um, I, I feel like I, I used it like here and there, but I would, I, if I really think about it, like I went through a period where I went on some dates and dated a little bit more in my early 30s, like early 30s, I'm in that right now, early 20s, um, right after college. But then I definitely took a, quite a bit of a break um, from dating and dating apps. Um, and I would say that I came back to it full swing in the last year and a half, roughly. 
um, that I, I've really picked up on my using dating apps and going on dates and all of that. Um, and all of the things you said, like have definitely gone through my head of like, well, I don't want to be judged by my own pictures and like, what pictures do I share? What do I share about myself Mm -hmm. on these dating apps? Like, I don't want to feel judged. So I have a hard time judging me, like the men that I'm what I possibly want to match with or don't. Um, but then for me, I think what my problem is, is that I'm not patient at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I, I meet a lot of new people. Like I'm part of some social groups here in the, in my, my city. And, um, I would say I have a pretty wide range, wide, wide group of friends. Um, but I don't nat- like just naturally meet people. I am, I'm an outgoing person, but I'm a shy person at the same time. So like any meet cute situation is like never going to happen. I feel like mm-hmm. so for me, I was like, I'm too impatient to just sit around and wait for it to happen. Um, I think that's the Leslie Nope in me that I'm just, I'm going to do this. And as much as I hate it, I feel like for me, I would rather feel like I'm trying to put some kind of effort into meeting somebody, even if it is through these awful, awful apps. (laughs) So that's where I'm coming from, at least, is that that's how I approach it, is that for me, I need to feel like I'm doing something because I don't want to die alone, like you said in our first podcast episode. (laughs) Yeah, this is where like my my instinct of not wanting to die alone clashes with my born and innate and incomparable procrastination of like mm-hmm. I'll get around to it. Mm-hmm. Will See? I? Will I get around to it? See, we share how oh, similar we were in our last episode. And while I'm also a procrastinator, I again I'm just too much of a Leslie Note bulldozer where I'm like, nope, I'm gonna push ahead and do what I need to do. Yep. And Rachel is a bit of a more procrastinator. So see, we're not the same true, person. A true procrastinator. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so you you mentioned that you have Bumble because I thought we could maybe talk about um what apps to use because there are so like there again, are a million. About how the first app I downloaded was Tinder, like almost 10 years ago now at this mm-hmm. point. I and looked it up, then, Tinder came out in 2012. Yeah. I believe that so it makes sense that like by the end of college yeah because yeah. I would have been, been in, I would have been studying abroad so we both mm-hmm. I guess that mm-hmm. is one thing Rachel and I both studied abroad in London mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. in college so if that's another thing that makes you judge us a little bit um, positively yep. or negatively there you go I was this was my semester time abroad I was there nine years ago uh, I yeah 10 years ago this fall I it's weird mm, I don't it's like very weird that. yes um, but obviously since 2012, Tinder really definitely, um, revolutionized the dating apps and now there's yes. so many of them. So here's the thing though, that I feel like is important to bring up being in mid the Midwest. And that's why we're doing this podcast is <laughs> Tinder and Bumble and now Hinge are still the, th- yes. like, those are the three dating apps that we really have to choose from. I would say like, mm-hmm. there, I know like, so I'm not on TikTok anymore because my brain needed to not be on TikTok anymore. Um, but I know that like in bigger cities, there are so many new apps that people talk about or they use, or like you hear about new stuff, even hinge for a while. When I first heard about hinge, I was like, this doesn't seem that popular where I'm at, like in the small sub, like the small town that I live Mm -hmm. in. Um, I remember the first time I downloaded it, it was like, nobody was on it. Yeah. And so even now, like I, the only three dating apps I've ever used are Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble. What do you use the most? Mm-hmm. Like what's your? Probably Tinder still, which I know to some yeah. people might be sound crazy. Like some people are like, what do you? It what does you... surprise me. 
because I feel like for TikTok, on TikTok, like people in the bigger cities that I would see, like Hinge is the app to use as much as like people like bitch about Hinge. Mm-hmm. That's the one I feel like most people are using. Like I, at least again, when I was on TikTok, very rarely saw like Tinder profiles being made fun of. It was always like Hinge mm-hmm. or maybe Bumble profiles. Is Hinge the one where you can answer questions that yes. are like goofy, getting goofy? Yep. Yeah. Or like you can do voice memos, like voice answers. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of, yeah. 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 Um, and even now, like, I don't, I don't like Hinge because I've tried using it. And even as it has gained popularity here in, in Michigan, West Michigan, like it's, it's still like not that popular. And also yeah. this is like so weird, but I would love to like know if other people have to experience this. Okay. So Michigan is surrounded by large bodies of water, large bodies. Okay. I am very close to one of those large bodies of water. And I will literally say that I want to be only like 25 miles away from a potential partner mm-hmm. and it will hop over the goddamn <laughs> large body of water and act like I love that. I 20, forgot that about was that. 25 miles. <laughs> I, Just take a quick ferry. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. The amount of times I, I have to like swipe no on somebody because they live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you no, doing? You. Like, how is this a problem? How is this a problem with yeah. the, like the interface of Hinge? I don't understand. A large body of, this is longer, larger than 25 miles. I mean, I think, so that's been my problem with Hinge is that that's really frustrating because also like, I don't personally like the neighborhood feature. So on Hinge, a little explanation for you, Rachel, is that on Hinge, you don't mm-hmm. say what city you're a part of. You like, name the neighborhood like they they geographically get you down to what neighborhood you live in wow so like I won't name my neighborhood but like it is a tiny little neighborhood in my tiny little town that like you aren't going to know the name of that neighborhood unless you live in the town I live in so like I have to know the neighborhoods of like the the town next over next over or even in Milwaukee again like a large city that's across the damn lake and again so even at its narrowest point it would be 91 miles away <laughs> it's so stupid it's so stupid yeah. like and so almost for me, four times larger than right your radius right yeah I no never have had my radius to 91 miles so that's there's a way of like I'm speaking out loud about this like Hinge almost feels like it's made for people that live in bigger cities where you like I'm sure mm-hmm. like New York you'll see the Bronx you'll see Long Island, you'll see Manhattan, like you'll know, like that's where the people live. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense for small for towns smaller. USA yeah. dating. It doesn't. Hinge do better. Like once, once we've start, once you chose your dating app, whichever one, they are all like pretty similar, a, a similar on formula. some level. Yeah, yeah, like you got to pick your pictures, you got to mm-hmm. make a profile, and however the profile is, like like Hinge, ask questions, Tinder or Bumble, you just make a just say a profile, say a bio for yourself. Maybe you like some things that you're into. You link your Instagram, Spotify, if you want to, to a couple of them, like all pretty much the same. I've never, I've never like Googled, like what's the best way to make a profile, mm-hmm. dating profile. you know what I mean? Like, I think I've heard I mean, like it- some people are like gotten some advice, but I've never like Googled it. Cause I think I was always like, oh my God, I'm doing it totally wrong. And my perfect. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know like how how you do it wrong right I mean I guess you do it wrong mm-hmm. if you're not attracting like the people that you're attracted to right yeah. like that would be the measure yeah. of it who's matching with you um because I feel 
I would have a hard time taking advice on that. Like I know put pictures where you look good, but not, not like hyper edited, not your, your model portfolio, but like your good realistic pictures, good realistic answers. You know, I don't know what people, what someone, some sort of dating profile expert would be like, this is the, this is the correct algorithm for building the perfect profile. Yeah, how would you, it would all be about like the matches that you're getting. That would have to be the measure of it. No, I think that's true. I'm sure there are like recommendations out there that if you are struggling and want to hear from somebody that's an expert, go right ahead. But here, like, I'm like, yeah, I think that's a really good way of like saying like, okay, do I have a good profile? I'm like getting good people. I think what, yeah. what I struggle with is that like how terrible men's profiles are. Like yes. and we will get to that in yeah, a moment. Yeah, on the whole, yeah. dudes could probably step it up per yeah. usual. Yeah, per usual. There, it is on the, it is below ground. Um, But so I think, not that I like worry about how I'm appearing, but I do on some level where it's like, I want to like definitely attract the type of men. Maybe that's, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here, but yeah. I want to make sure that my profile is attracting the kind of man that I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yes. Like, I don't want to be putting off some weird vibes. Like I think of that um, episode of Parks and Rec where uh, Jewish sewage Joe is like all up into Le- Leslie's business. And she's like, am I putting out some weird vibe here? Like what's going yeah. on? Like, I don't want to be doing that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I think like we talked about pictures and I, I like, so I've, my rule of thumb for pictures is like going back and forth of like, selfies and group pictures like showing off like showing off like my looks but also like here are some of my friends and what we like to do or like me mm-hmm. and my dog like trying to do a good balance of yeah like, I'm hot but I also have a personality <laughs> mm-hmm. and friends mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm hot and I have friends you know something that I think I want to bring up about pictures that I know one of our friends brought up that I think we will talk about in a later podcast for sure that and that is like full body pictures when you Mm -hmm. are not I hate to say conventionally attractive um when you are not like straight size when you are not skinny when you when you are bigger than average whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. fat um thick whatever like yeah that is hard um it can be really hard to like put a picture of your full body on your profile um Mm -hmm. and think I feel like I have to do that because if I meet a person in person will they still find me attractive when they realize that I've got a a bigger body and again it's Mm -hmm. not and I don't like I don't even have a fat body like that's I want to recognize my privilege in that but and I know we've had a a friend who I believe she calls herself plus size, like expressed that to us and other friends. Uh, I've, that's been something that we've talked about of just like, what do you show? Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of like where my own anxiety ends up as someone who like is really on the line between straight size and plus size. Like I can kind of winnow in and out, which is all like a privilege of itself too. But like it, Yeah it is a a frustrating feeling, a feeling of like, is this going to, am I going to create a situation that'll be like very emotionally upsetting for me? Or Mm -hmm. am I, am I setting this up to be an unpleasant experience? Yeah. I have enough anxiety about that, that it like stalls me out. So yeah, I mean, our world. Yeah. It's hard, right? Like Mm -hmm. 
we've all been raised in a society that really does put us in boxes of if you're not a size eight, then you are fat. And fat is not a bad word on this podcast because I understand mm-hmm. that there's a lot of fat activists out there who call themselves and want to reclaim the word. So for me, when I say fat, like it's not a bad word to me. But again, like it's still like, and I don't want to center my body or your body even in this conversation because I can't imagine what it's like. Again, we're talking about marginalized identities of what it's like to be a fat person, a plus size person um, and date and try to navigate those waters on dating apps because Mm -hmm. it's hard enough as it is again in our mid-sized bodies. I do wish, I don't, I definitely don't think I would call myself mid-size, but I also don't like the term plus size. And I also don't like the term fat. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like of all of them, I like thick the best, but thick to me feels like just on the edge of like, that's like, that is a, a black person term. And it makes me feel yeah. weird to use it as a white person. Like, yeah. I don't feel like there are obviously way, like so many other terms that are more, um, appropriation but it feels like appropriation adjacent and it doesn't ever feel right as a white woman to be like I'm thick but I also yeah that's just another talking about our bodies we have to do it all the time and I there's like no language that I'm completely happy with ever I always like to be to like navigate the world in like a, a plus size body is always to me it's always felt like it's like a secret that I'm keeping, but it's an mm. invisible, like it's not a secret. Yeah. <laughs> like to be to be called on it, or like when I hear my body discussed by people, even in a positive way, I'm always like, uh, <laughs> why this mm-hmm. isn't like that's my secret. You're not supposed to know about that. And mm. it yeah, to be like to be navigating a dating space or to be in a position where you think like the ultimate outcome here is that ideally this person will not just be attracted to me, but be like sexually attracted to me, which is physical more often than not. It's just a feeling of like, what are they going to do when they find out that I'm fat? Like, how's this going to work? And that, yeah, it's also, I feel like dating and meeting people is, I always think about the conundrum of the advice, the things you tell yourself versus the advice you give your friends, right? This thought mm-hmm. that like the like the right person for you is going to be someone who like unequivocally uh, is picking up what you're putting down. Like yeah. they'll, you'll they'll be into it and you'll know. Yeah. Like that's how you'll know because you'll know. Yeah. And it as I like when I think about yeah, my friends and the advice like we've shared as we've dated, it does ultimately play out. Like people will be into you. Someone will be into yeah. you, and you'll be into them. Like it'll come through. Yeah. So we talked now like about physical attraction, but something that I like also is hard on a dating profile, I think is like, how much do you put out about yourself and like your values and your opinions and like, yeah, on some level, your, your boundaries or like your, your hard passes, like, nope, I'm not yeah. interested in you. Yep. Yeah. Like, like your minimum recs, like yes. must be. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I keep my profile usually pretty like a good medium I feel like it's not I don't try to answer like all of the questions on hinge or anything like that like um or actually bumble I think you can answer questions too um I definitely like I try to have like a sense of personality a little bit on my profile Mm -hmm. um but I keep my bios like usually pretty short like I am somebody that I don't want to read a super long bio so I'm going to keep my my, I try to keep my my profile like short to the point all of that I think for Hinge, for sure, you can say that you are liberal, that you're a smoker of cigarettes or of weed, Mm -hmm. that you drink, 
if you want kids, if you don't want kids, if you're a single divorce, like there's so many things on hinge, which I think probably is what people like about it. Yeah. That like immediately tell you these things that for some people are really important, right? Like I'll be honest, I put that I'm a liberal and I, for a while was like, I only want to see liberal profiles because like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to date a conservative person. And I will also say, I don't really want to date a moderate person because moderate where I live. Mostly they're conservative. Is a conservative light. So I remember long ago when I made my Bumble profile, I think I was like 24, my Bumble bio said just a girl standing in front of the bar trying to figure out if there's soft parade on tap, which <laughs> I do think still holds up for me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that I think is that's essentially my bio. But yeah, I think what, that's what's hard. Like it's a fine balance. I feel like it's like, I, I, I'm somebody that has no problem being pretty blunt about some stuff. But to like mm-hmm. put on my profile, like you must meet these requirements before yeah. I even swipe right. Like that does feel it's not like the vibe. It's not the a vibe little for bit sure. too much. And I don't mm-hmm. like to say that, but that does feel like too much. So for one, the last time I was on Hinge, was it? I think the last time I was on Hinge, I put in my profile that I would not date non-voters. And that's when I got one of the greatest messages I've ever mm-hmm. received on, on a dating app. Um, and that's really what made me has since then has made me continue to put, <laughs> or at least establish pretty up close, like voting is important to me. These things are important to me. Basically this man matched with me just to tell me off. And I regret yeah. ever matching with him. Like, I will admit that, like, I'm ultimately also swiped right on him. Um, and it was one of those like, uh, fine, I guess I'll do this. Yeah. And I immediately regretted it when he reached out. He just re- like gave it to me about how that was the stupidest thing that he's ever heard, heard about me only dating voters and all of that stuff. Um, and yeah, ever since then, I have, it's been a question that I try to ask yeah. every person that I match with. So I don't put it mm-hmm. on my profile anymore, I don't think. But it is one of those like five questions that I ask yeah. before a first date or on a first date. Which I know it's some a good litmus like, test of like, yep. yeah, let's let's lay it all out. This will yeah. this should kickstart like your real crazy stuff. So let's yeah. hear it. Well, we're, like I'll, I can share a couple of other my other my other questions. But Rachel, like, what do you think would be some of those questions for you? Like, if you get into this dating what app, do I want to know? So I can share while you're I mean, thinking, or unless you have an idea already. No, I mean, I feel like the voting, maybe I wouldn't come out the gate with the voting question, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would definitely be like, how, how involved do you feel mm-hmm. like you are? Like, what's your connection minded. to your, what's your connection to your community? How, yeah. how bought in are you on policies, et cetera? Yeah. And I was like, so it's a voting one too, because I do, I, I can understand why some people would be like, why, why is that a big deal to you? Um, to me, it has actually led to good conversation. That's been helpful. Like, I think that's just a good question to gauge a person's willingness to learn for me. Like, that's what I've actually mm-hmm. learned about that question for myself is that it's important that my partner votes, but it's also really important to hear like that they are willing to educate themselves and they're willing to yeah. learn and to grow and like talk about these things more than they just fill out a ballot and that's all they do right like that's mm-hmm. not what I care about I care about somebody wanting to be a better person yeah. um for their community and for themselves so to that end like the growing I am definitely curious if people are listening to podcasts mm-hmm. and if so which podcasts and like closely followed by books and reading I guess I'm most interested in how people are getting their news 
Like, are mm. you, do you follow the news? How up to date are you on current events? And if you feel like you follow them, where are you following them? <laughs> do you subscribe to a newspaper? Do you, God forbid, pay for a newspaper? Another one that I like to do just for some advice is asking which three fictional characters would they yeah, use to describe themselves? That's a good one. Uh, I feel like that's a fun one that really highlights people's personalities and also like how willing they are to answer that question, I feel like is a mm -hmm. good is a good sign for me it's too. Good. Yeah, like how game are you? Like yeah, how game are you? Yeah. Yeah. Long story short is that I had a date set up with a man. Um, and I asked him this question and his response, Rachel, I know I've told you this before. <laughs> I don't remember his third, but he used Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother, yeah. but also, crap, what's his, what's his, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character's name? Oh, uh, Barney. Barney. This man said he was a combination of Ted Mosby and Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother and somebody else. I can't remember who the third person was it's but not I just a red flag it's like a burning house it's like a house it's a nuclear meltdown what are we and like if you were a podcast listener and you like how i met your mother that is fine it is not my it's favorite show fine. it is <laughs> it is like near the bottom of comedy like i i am not a fan of it but i think so like to hear him say two characters who i know are very problematic especially yes. barney stinson so there is a level of again it was like oh that's who you think you're gonna be I don't want to go on a date with you anymore so I think I, I can't remember it's been a little bit I don't I might have either ghosted him or I canceled the date for no reason I can't remember yeah. it's not my proudest moment but again I should have asked that question before I even agreed to a date because that would have shown like mm -hmm. showed me his true colors and I was like I'm not feeling this anymore I'm so. out <laughs> And for those reasons, I'm out. Yep. Okay. So we've talked now about, we've made our profiles, right? Like showing, like showing off our bodies, not bodies, making sure we have a personality. <laughs> my, I, that's what I'm, I'm trying to show off my not body. That's really what I'm up to most of the time. My yes. not body. But now like, that's actually the easy part. Like as much as we just yeah. and complained about it, that's the easy part. The hard part is now you have to swipe through so many terrible profiles and that is really where always, i feel like i want to spend a lot of time bitching about because they are terrible like, like the myth of of the pithy bio where you'd think like i hope that people would read my bio and be like this girl seems like funny and cool like swipe and i feel like very few profiles that i saw again in my limited time on bumble gave me that energy at all it was nothing mm -hmm. that i thought like mm -hmm. that's fun that's a fun little thing for you to put out there no just I know someone one of my very good friends swiped on a, the person she is now marrying because of a funny line and it just is like damn it <laughs> she got the one she got the unicorn yeah the one man with a funny bio and I think like going to the picture like we talked about pictures that we want to share like I would love to talk to a man truly talk to them about like what goes through your mind when you are trying to pick the pictures that you use for your profiles? Because like, why? Like what, like what possible thoughts are going through your mind where you think all six pictures of me holding up a different fish or the majority of my pictures of me, of just my truck 
plus maybe me holding a dead animal. Mm-hmm. And again, I, so we, I live in a more rural area where like hunting and fishing is a way of life. And I understand and respect that it mm-hmm. is your hobby. I get it. Yeah. Really, truly do. That's not like, I, one picture is fine. Like, I don't care if you have a picture up to show I like hunting and fishing. That's a hobby of yours. Show it off. Yeah. Do it. Every goddamn picture. All of my pictures are me with my headphones in swiping through my podcast. That's all. Exactly. Like, would you guys, like, there's a level of like, I want to look at those men and be like, okay, my hobbies are reading. What would you think if you, like, seven pictures of me reading a book or seven pictures of me just cooking food in my kitchen? Because that's also one of my hobbies. This does feel like a good time to bring up a phrase that is going to be a podcast staple. And that is the female gaze. (laughs) So again, we'll yes. be speaking to the female gaze as to white cisgender women. But I do think yes. there are some unifying factors across many, yes. many subsets. And I do feel like what the men of dating profiles lack is a familiarity, even base level familiarity with the female gaze. What yes. are women looking at? Definitely never pictures of your car. Truck, even no. if it's a beautiful truck, even if it is a fucking Ferrari, I am not... I do not need to see it. I'm no. sure we'll get to that. If you love your car, you'll definitely bring it up. So yeah, just don't I do it. Like, right. And I feel like women who even appreciate a nice car, like, it's not, like there's a level of like, I want women who like cars, who appreciate cars. Like, is that really what you want to see in a man's dating profile? Yeah. Like, isn't there another maybe, way? Maybe one, say one it, picture. Like, yeah. One picture, fine. Yeah. But also, like, couldn't he just put gearhead in his profile and be like, yeah. oh, sweet, we have a similarity. Like, yeah. And again, like, we're going back to like how we complained about dating apps being shallow, but there is a level of like, you have to, you, I think you said my problem too is that like men want women to put our best foot forward, right? Like, if we have terrible pictures, they're not going to swipe right on us. Yeah. But yet we have to just put up with the bullshit pictures that they think are good. Mm-hmm. And I think you bring up a great point about the female gaze because I, many friends of mine have like reached out and been like, why the fuck do men do this? Like, why do they yeah. think that this is a good way? And it's like, and I've heard this before on TikTok, also talking about the female gaze, all of this, men are making profiles based on, basically they're trying to impress their guy friends. Yeah. They're tr- like, <laughs> what would my guy friends think is cool? Oh, but I'm going to show them my pictures of all the fishes that I've caught of the deer that I've got, of my cars all jacked up. My guy friends think that's cool. That's what girls are into, right? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, spoiler alert, hot sure. okay, Yes, some women will see that and be like, oh, I'm a hunter fisher. Great. But again, I, I want to ask those women and those people, like, do you really want every single Yeah, I would argue it's profile? the every picture thing. Yeah. Like that's, that's where I come from. That's where my problem is, is the pictures that men choose. But also to add a layer to this is I don't know what's worse. Men who only use group pictures because they apparently have none by themselves of any, like, or even just them and like their mom, like I'd be fine with that. Or men who take too many selfies Mm -hmm. and like they're weird as fuck selfies think often about the selfie issue uh, for our society in general at large but like I'm talking about the men out there who use snapchat and instagram filters like they're 12 years old and that's all they use on their dating profile 
nobody wants to see three pictures of you in bunny ears one picture of you with sparkles around your head like no what are you what are you doing nobody wants this nobody wants this I feel like truly nobody wants that like who would yeah. think that that's cute if you do, please let us know because I truly yeah, can't. Yeah, please understand. write in. I I am more understanding in. of the hunting, the fishing, the truck pics. Yeah, so you're showing off what you like. Those are terrible selfies. Yeah, I feel like it's a maturity thing. I definitely feel yeah. like I don't want someone who looks like a cartoon. Not a, like yeah. I, I always feel like this. All everything I say, I'm like, is this on the line of like I don't want to shame anything that you're into, but like I yeah. I don't, if you're using Snapchat like a teenager, that is a turn off as yes. I do not want to date a teenager. Yes, 110%. And also like, I get it. A lot of people, men, women, whoever, like they they don't take a whole lot of pictures, right? Of maybe just yourself. Mm-hmm. I get it. So like you have probably more group pictures of you and your friends hanging out. I get it, okay? But like, I also think if you are on a dating app and you know it, like, is it really that hard if you are out one night to just be like, bro, will you take a picture of me? Like, we live in a golden age of all of us carrying around incredible cameras in our pockets. <laughs> Portrait mode was made for you to attract a mate on, right. on a dating app. <laughs> ask your dude, ask your guy to get just a quick pic of you on a balcony. Right. It's it doesn't easy. need to be anything fancy. You don't need to have all of your pictures be of just you. But when mm-hmm. it is literally, I have to figure out who is the one person you that are. is every yeah. single picture. Dude, that's too much work. I'm going to swipe left. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, you could be fucking Tom Hiddleston and I would be like, I can't mm-hmm. tell who you are though. Snap a pic, one pic even. Ask your friends to take pictures of you. It's okay. They'll do it. Everyone will get better. Everyone will grow, right. grow together. You don't have to become a selfie king. You don't have to nope. be nothing like that. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Think about, again, I, I go back to like the female versus male gaze. Like, yeah, you talk about how much you love the office and your those shows with your buddies. Cool. I get it. When you just think about women or who you're trying to attract for one second. That's literally what you and I shared, right? Like we come up mm-hmm. with a profile we are thinking about who, what kind of man do I want to attract yeah. on my dating Is this going to signal, <laughs> signal the right messages to the right type of dude? Can you think men for one second about women? Like, I know that's hard. You live in a patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. You've been taught not to think about women at all, pretty much, right? think of like you have to though like if you really want to attract a woman and you really want to have a good healthy relationship think about us for a little bit and think about what are some of my best qualities that I've maybe been told by my friends who are girls my mom my sisters people that I know like mm-hmm. what are some of my best qualities that's who I should that's what I should be putting out there yes think about it men make a little list maybe start a little and note you in your know, phone Turn, yes. turn to some yeah turn to your sisters your cousins your friends who are girls if you don't have any friends who are women like add all that you can turn to maybe start there I don't I'm just yeah maybe turn inward <laughs> and figure out why that is yeah and then start maybe there, just do just a quick look. google of the female gaze and just do a little research on what female gaze looks like and how you might be able to kind of convey some of that in a dating profile 
Yep. It'll be easier than you think, I think. Yeah, it really will be. We know, we've talked now about what you look for in a profile, but what do you do when you when you match with someone? <laughs> well, good thing that you asked that, Rachel. I think we'll wrap it up for now, but revisit this topic in a few weeks um, when we are going to actually have our guests. Um, won't be our, they won't be our first guests, but we will have our guest friends, Emily and Lindsay, joining us to talk about dating and dating expectations and all of that kind of stuff. And I think, yeah, we will definitely talk about when you start talking with somebody, when's the next step? Like, how do you determine mm-hmm. if you want to go on a date with them um, and all of that fun stuff? So if this has been fun, stay tuned for part two, all about dating apps, dating expectations, all that stuff in a couple of weeks. So yeah. Well, come this back. Has been fun. Yeah. Waited through fish picks, fish picks and truck truck picks. <laughs> yeah. And in the comments or send us an email, share your stories about mm-hmm. your favorite dating app. So what we would like to do in the future is kind of do a review of, of mm-hmm. bad, bad dating app profiles. We would love to see them. So if you have any, um, that you've or saved if you, because- if you're dating someone that you met on a dating app yes. and you did feel like their profile was good, yes. please share with us what we sold you. Good- and the bad yeah. for yes. sure send them to us if you have either saved on your phone for some reason um <laughs> send them to us so we can we can look over them we can talk about them we would like to do like to do that in the future um as mm-hmm. a little bit of a segment but we want you guys to send them in to us because yeah again Rachel doesn't use dating apps that often and um I would love to see people like they think like also just outside of my zone of like what you yeah. guys have seen what you guys have seen what so. do your small town dating apps look like we're curious very curious for sure it, are they they really similar or is this just my mm-hmm. personal hell in west a, michigan? a west michigan <laughs> a west michigan problem yep all right well thanks rachel for chatting with me yeah. tonight i appreciate you always and mm-hmm. good night you beautiful bye people. pals <laughs> If you're enjoying Ope I Did It Again, follow us on Instagram at Ope Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Email us. Tell us your stories. You can reach us at OpePodcast22 at gmail.com.